Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast monologue from TMMC Radio 1. Different generations experience different challenges and opportunities. Some learnings may not be necessarily applicable for the other generations and vice versa. But let's look into their struggles and victories as history will teach us the way forward, how to continue managing our finances from personal to business and thus breaking the cycle. So let's start with the baby boomers. This was the years around 1946 to 1964 so they may be around 57 to 75 years of age as we as of this recording so they were exposed to traditional media such as television radio magazines and newspapers but despite being so conventional about 90% of baby boomers have an account on Facebook in order to keep in contact with family members and reconnect with old friends, this generation has started to embrace more technology. This era is encountering the most elevated development in understudy credit obligation, whereas this might appear outlandish. It can be clarified by the truth that this era has the foremost wealth and is looking to assist their children with their student obligation. They have a conviction that you simply ought to pay attention of your children sufficient to set them on proper course and do not plan on leaving any legacy. With more Americans outlasting their retirement support, declining benefits, and social security in risk, guaranteeing you'll be effectively financed retirement may be a major concern for baby boomers. In other Asian countries, Gen X parents could have never guessed this world could get into a financial fuck-up. During their time, having a job was enough, which is why they were not able to teach us personal finance management. Social security pension may have been enough, but some people expect their children to take care of them financially and emotionally. This is a common expectation in developing countries. So these boomer offsprings should be well prepared for their mission to show gratitude and payback from indebtedness. Next, the Gen X. Uh, birth years 1965 to 1980. So that will be around 41 to 56 years of age. Gen X also uh, read uh, newspapers, magazines. They also listen to the radio and enjoys a lot of TV. I think a month worth of about uh, 165 hours of TV. They are, however, tech savvy, spending about seven hours a week on Facebook. They're way more tech savvy than boomers as they know how to use more online applications such as Instagram, Uber, Grab, and TikTok. Gen X aims to raise a family, pay off college debt, and take care of parents who are elderly. Such demand 
puts puts a great strain on their finances. They want to pay off their loans while still setting money away for the future. In Asia and third world countries, there may be no student debt, but other debts such as from banks to resolve their mismanagement of funds and failure to maximize real estate. Some Gen Xers may have bought property. Yes, it is growing in value, but some failed to build houses and have it for rent. They thought that keeping their land on pure soil would up their game because it's increasing in value by default. But the problem is, they cannot enjoy the fruits of this land because they seem to have prepared it for the next generation. Sounds like a watch tagline? Anyway, this could have been their second source of income, but there were no funds left to fund for building the house because they have been paying their loans for about 15 years or more paying off their land. So it just became a dragon in cryosleep. Next, the Gen Y or like how we usually stereotype millennials. Uh, they're born from somewhere between 1981 to 1996, maybe about 25 to 40 years of age as of this recording. So majority still watch TV, but as the preferred provider, Netflix beats out conventional cable. The common alternative is cord cutting in favor of streaming services. With mobile devices, this generation is extremely relaxed but 32% will still use a computer for transactions. Usually, they have different accounts on social media. The workforce is powered by millennials, but with large amounts of student debt. This postpones big purchases such as weddings and houses. Millennials chose access over ownership due to this financial uncertainty, which can be seen in their choice for on-demand services. They want partners to help direct them to their big buys. In other developing countries, there is pressure on millennials coming from different sources, from their elders, peers in social media, and what they're trying to anticipate from this crazy inflation. If they don't add any further side hustles, they will pay debt for the rest of their lives, coming from cars, houses, condos, or hospital bills, especially if you don't have any emergency fund. Next, the Gen Zers. Estimated birth years around 1997 to 2015. So they may be like 6 to 24 years of age or something like that. Don't be surprised as many Gen Zers already have a mobile phone at age 10. They've grown up in an overly connected world and could be the major content creators more in TikTok than in Instagram. They have also used some apps as socials, just like in the games Among Us and Fortnite, to say the least. So mostly, they spend about 3-5 to five hours a day with their mobile devices. Personal finance is something they care about. They are ready to learn about money and are opening savings accounts at a younger age than previous generations. The same applies for developing countries. Their parents had learning experience by not focusing on cash inflows, which is 
why they don't want the same mistakes to happen to their children. Dreams may have evolved as well as Gen Zers may aspire to becoming YouTubers or influencers, then becoming doctors, lawyers, or astronauts that we dreamt of way back when we were kids. This is a must mindset, especially due to the pandemic that it screwed up the fiat money that is actively circulating now. They could they would then be more open to buy more assets like stocks or real estate or look into cryptocurrency, which I'm not too familiar with. But I would just like to share this, you know, key takeaways that I had upon looking at these different generations. Um, maybe first incoming generations are learning from previous generations, which is good. Uh, it's continuous improvement, which go, which leads me to my second point is they see the problem. They're anticipating more problems. So they will do their best that they can do to reduce the probability of being poor. And lastly, you don't have to be a Gen Zer to push for a better cash inflow. There's always time, but the time is now. Believe in yourself so that others will believe in you. Thank you very much for another podcast monologue here at TMMC Radio 1. So we'll see you in the next uh, podcast. This was brought to you by TMMC Radio 1.